1: It's going to be
0: covered by the Saints for a touchdown.
2: Eat your inside pass to everything Saints football.
0: And the
3: kick is good.
2: We'll take you to places most fans never go. We'll
3: watch from 60.
2: To practice, to the sideline, to the locker room. Following every twist, turn, and touchdown of the Saints' season.
3: That is going to be a touchdown, Taysom Hill. T-T-Taysom TD.
2: Welcome to Inside Black and Gold.
3: And that is going to be a touchdown again. And guess
2: who? Mike Thomas. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Keller and Jeff Nowak. <laughs> oh, baby! welcome inside black and gold and we have just completed the first training camp practice it's in the books good to be out there after a much much extended break it felt like to get back to saints football i know jeff and i have a ton of observations to talk about from the first unpadded practice there's still a lot going on with the additions it was great to see 100 participation we'll get into a interview that bobby hebert mike until did with linebacker pete warner and then we'll even close uh, the things out with our thoughts on number 80 he's back jimmy graham back in the saddle for the black and gold jeff i thought we had a pretty tame day weather wise out there at least it was uh didn't seem like a louisiana summer day and i'm not complaining at all
1: teddy graham <laughs> teddy graham I'm trying to think of a I'm trying to think of a Graham nickname, but yes, Jimmy Graham was out there. The Saints were out there. It was not crazy hot. It was only like ninety-two degrees. Reasonable humidity. Sure. I fully expect that to change. This was one of the shorter practices. Da talked about that. This is about ninety minutes tomorrow. I think it's going to be about an hour forty-five. They're going to work their way up to the the two-hour practices. So we're going to get into what we saw out there. There was only two sets of team drills and. Just generally speaking, not a ton of action. And that's not a surprise. The first day, there's a lot of work to be done. The way DA phrased it is, there is no light at the end of the tunnel right now, which feels kind of bleak. Just darkness. But I guess that's fair, right? This is like very much, okay, this is going to be a grind. You're in for the long haul. You don't have to get everything done today. But as they say, and as the cliche goes, get 1% better every day. That's what they all say. It's stupid. It makes no sense because if you got 1% better every day, then eventually you would reach 100 and you wouldn't have to continue to get better. Anyway, we'll we'll move on. This is not a loading bar. This is a, I don't know, call it what you want. But uh, the first observation that I'll make, and that's how we're going to do is we're going to go through observations this first segment, as you said, then Pete Warner, then some, some Graham notes. But the first observation, as you mentioned, for once, knock on wood, health seems to be on the Saints' side to start. No one missed today's practice. The only player who was not a participant in at least position drills was Anthony Johnson, who did work off to the side with trainers. But everyone else got working. We saw Cesar Ruiz. We saw Nick Saldovary. We saw Trevor Penning. We saw Shaq Davis. We saw Kendra Miller. Everyone was out there. But a few of them are limited. We only saw a couple of reps from Trevor Penning, Cesar Ruiz on the first team. Nick Saldeverry, I did not see. For now, you're seeing Andres Pete, Calvin Throckmorton, Trey Turner, and James Hurst kind of split up those reps. James Hurst started at guard, then moved over to tackle. But, you know, I think that offensive line group is going to be kind of interesting. You saw Max Rivera, the Saints signed him to be a center, which is interesting. He's going to be depth at center, and you're going to go from there. But it's very nice to not constantly, you know, even if you're taking attendance and you're pretty sure you're just going to cross every single name off. And that's just nice to see. You see a lot of teams around the NFL dealing with injuries, dealing with holdouts, dealing with whatever the Saints are not all they're worried about is what is happening on the field.
2: Yeah, that was a really big bonus. I can't remember the last time like everybody was there present. Uh, Like you said, there might not be 100 percent health currently, but having all the bodies in the building, a huge positive, obviously, for this team to get on the same page. And just seeing finally someone like even a a Kendry Miller, who we hadn't seen really much from at all on the field today, a big plus for me. And uh, just looking forward now, uh, really, to stacking these days together, uh, getting that day off on Sunday, and we'll get back to Monday, and that's when the pads are on, and we'll really start, you know, feeling these practices even more. Because, yeah, it was just a little light. Uh, in in the tush today,
1: if you know what I mean, <laughs> light in the tush. Yeah, just that a- is <laughs> one that I have not heard, but I guess I can get on board with it. Well, a guy who was not light in the tush. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a fan of know, what right. I just said, but it's Michael Thomas who was a full go, which is very cool to see. And while it doesn't sound monumental, this is a guy who has played in ten games since the tw- to start the, the the 2019 season. He got a little tongue tied there. He didn't show up at all in the 2021 season. He obviously was hurt the entire way. Last year, all throughout camp, it was like, okay, it's a ramp up. It's this, it's that. When is he going to be ready? Now it's a hamstring. Now it's a foot, blah, blah, blah. blah. Throughout training, throughout OTAs and mini camp, it was like, when's he going to be available? Are we going to see him then? Are we going to see him then? He was a full go today. There were no limitations. He was in every drill. He got targeted twice by Derek Carr, Paulson Debo broke one up, made a nice play. Then the second one, he got completely toasted by Mike Thomas. We talked about this a little bit. Paulson Debo is a guy who likes to be physical. You're not going to out physical Mike Thomas. That's the worst possible matchup Paulson Debo could have. If he ever comes up against Mike Thomas, he's going to have a hard time. But Mike looks good. He looks quick. And I asked Da today, you know, how much of a boost is that just to see Mike out there? And he didn't give a what I would considered to be a fantastic answer. But I did think that his answer was interesting. Here you go. Well,
3: I think the boost is that we had everybody available, at least for some portion of, of practice today. You know, I think that's a, that's a, uh, that's a step in the right direction. Um, certainly, you know, I, I don't think anybody's uh, made light of, of how important we think Mike Thomas is to uh, our football team and what we think he can bring to our football team. Um, I know Mike's been working extremely hard to get himself ready. Um, I thought he looked pretty good out there uh, in what I was able to see. So, um, you know, I think I think that's uh, it's a really positive st- step.
1: And it is. Like, it, it really is. And, you know, I've said this a few times. You're not really going to be, ans- be able to answer any serious questions about how effective Mike Thomas is going to be this season until you see him play in four or five games in a row. Because that's the question that we didn't get, an answer for last year we saw him in two games Got hurt in the third never came back and so he could be healthy all throughout camp and you're still going to be wondering can he make it through a full nfl season but the longer you can get him on the field and get him feeling good and not be constantly looking over your shoulder waiting for something to pop is a good thing both confidence wise for the team confidence wise for Derek carr confidence wise for michael thomas and so, you know, it's just cool to see him out there. This team is a different animal when Michael Thomas is healthy and he's healthy. And I think everyone, whether D.A. wants to admit it or not, everyone is more confident when he's out there.
2: Absolutely. Just, you know, you talk about being the alpha male or whatever it is. Mike doesn't even have to say anything. It's its its presence. Like you, you pointed out, it's just him being there uh, seems to elevate everyone I guess their whole being on on offense. We know this team struggled last year with contested catches. Actually, just you know, moving the ball in general, getting those first downs. Mike's a guy that's going to help you out in so much and help everybody else around him just because of his presence. Uh, obviously, excited to see more of that match. You know, Chris Olave maturing, uh, learning more from Mike. What's Shahid going to end up you know gaining from him as well? But even. You know, we got some pretty good contested two contested catches guys in that same locker room now with Thomas and Jimmy Graham. It's gonna be see like who can out, you know, muscle someone for a football. I, I think I'd still go with Mike right now just because he's younger.
1: Yeah, we're we're gonna talk more okay. about Jimmy Graham in the last segment, but I do think you know, when you look at it, it's like what could his role be? And I think you know, he's still six seven, he can still box <laughs> a guy out. I was talking to Sean Fazend about this. He was like, I don't think he's gonna be a guy who's gonna be catching goal line fades, and I'm like, sure. But he's still six seven. He can still be a big body and stand in front of somebody and just have that gigantic wingspan of a like a heron, and you know it's like you're not getting around him. You can yeah. just stand on the goal line. And I think that's kind of what he's going to be. And Thomas has always been really good at that. And I think you know to an extent it might be insurance where if you do lose him and you still need that red zone threat, you know we've talked about this. He wasn't successful in Chicago. Jimmy Graham was. He still caught 11 touchdowns. So we'll get into more of that, but. You know, I think I do need to clean something up. I think I called him Max Rivera. And <laughs> I think I confused him with Ron Rivera, who who used to be the head coach in Washington. Max Garcia is the player the Saints brought in. And the way Dennis Allen phrased it is, you know, they lost Billy Price. And I think my instinct was they brought in Billy Price to be that center depth. And then they lost him. And so I kind of look as like, who is it gonna be uh, Alex Pilstrom? You know, is it gonna be the UDFA out of Illinois? <laughs> No, it's probably going to be Max Garcia. And this is what uh, D.A. had to say about him. He was signed yesterday along with Trey Turner. And yeah, Jimmy I think Grant.
3: that's the plan is to work him in at center. Um, that was a position that I felt like we were a little bit light at, especially with the loss of Billy Price. Um, so we worked him out. Uh, I know he's played some guard. He's played some center before. Um, and so he had a good workout. And uh, he was a guy we thought could could you know add something to us.
0: Get your quote today at progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust progressive progressive casualty insurance company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Fine develops. You have some real names there. Now, you know, you, you have Trevor Penning and Cesar Ruiz, and you feel like you want to see something from them, but Trey Turner is, isn't a slouch at guard, right? He's a five-time pro bowler. He started basically everywhere he has gone. He's not going to just roll over and say, here you go, Caesar. Here you go on, just take the job. They're going to have to beat him out for it. And I think adding some competition there is only going to be good.
2: No, and the the addition of Turner is really immense for me just because, you know, we've seen so many injuries happen across this offensive line. There's still questions even going into this season with guys recovering, although it was, we noted obviously with the attendance, everybody out there and practicing, it was good to see uh, Ruiz and Trevor Penning uh, back on schedule uh, for day one with this squad. But, yeah, Trey Turner is awesome insurance and a guy that's coming home. So I look at it as another way. It's like that rejuvenation, that rebirth for someone else on this team where, you know, coming back home kind of relights that fire under him. And he's reunited with another St. and LSU dude with Tyran Matthew.
1: Yeah, we talked to Trey today, and he he wouldn't really get it. Like he he's not a a very excitable guy, right? Like he's very much like the work is there, I'm going to do the work, and blah blah blah. He wasn't willing to really go into like, oh, it's fantastic being home, and you know, to me, it kind of indicates he's not just signing here to, as a as a homecoming. He's signing here because he sees opportunity.
2: Yeah, there, right? was, I think there were plenty of reports of other teams being interested in him. Thankfully, he wanted to come back to New Orleans.
1: Right. And it kind of just goes to my point. He, he's not here to just kind of walk into a backup job, he's here to contribute. And, you know, I think that's a good thing. Just to switch over to the defensive side of the ball for a bit, you know, the defense really doesn't get to show a lot in mean, unpadded practices, especially with no shells, right? It's just, it's very much finesse work. But one thing we did see today, two balls got punched out. Troy Pride got one on Kirk Merritt, which, you know, just a kind of a note in passing Kirk Merritt stuck with the running backs. And I thought he might switch back to wide receiver. Now that you've got, you know, Benjamin and Kendrick Miller back and you have a full allotment of running backs. No, he's stuck at running back. So to me, he's listed at wide receiver, but until I see him get work at wide receiver, I'm just going to stick him in that running back group because he's staying there. But he's the guy who he pulled off a nice spin but then had the ball punched out by Troy Pride. And while it was late in the play, it was still like, hold on to the ball, dude. And he ended up recovering it, but that's because two guys ran into each other. It's going to be a play that gets noticed. And if you're Kirk Merritt, you're trying to make this squad, you can't be fumbling the ball. On the flip side, this is a Saints defense that did not force any turnovers last year. I mean, that's a bit hyperbolic, but they barely forced any. They did not punch the ball out. We saw it happen twice today. The play of the day, in my opinion, was Andrew Dowell coming across Jawan Johnson caught a pass from Jake Hainer and he knocked it out. And this happened very much in the flow of the play where you can say, yes, that was not late. That was where Jawan Johnson should be still securing the ball. He then picked it up and ran with it. It's good to see that instinct because I just don't think they had enough of it last year. Go for turnovers. You need them. They change games, just getting that tackle, you know, great, bring him to the ground. But in the process, you have to be focused on trying to get that ball out. And, Day one, you saw it. So that's a good thing. That was
2: definitely a huge positive for me, too, just because, like you mentioned, the the takeaways just weren't coming last year. There were some instances, obviously, penalties took a few away. The ball bounced the wrong way for the Saints uh, kind of thing. But it was just in general that they weren't that ball-hungry, turnover-hungry Defense from last last season that they were in the past, but which is crazy because they were still really productive as a unit. But at turnovers and also in the run game, this this defense really had problems.
1: Very much so. And here's what Da had to say about the tur- about the takeaways versus the turnovers. Which it's a double edged sword when you're playing against yourself, right?
3: My thoughts are we need to, we need to take the ball away more. Um, and uh, look, I thought we started. Uh, you know, good today, and 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 we had a couple of punch outs. Um, you know, it's interesting because when you go out there to practice, you're looking at both sides as the head coach. And on one side, we punch the ball out, and you're excited that we're we're, we're punching the ball out. But yeah, we got to do a better job of protecting the ball this year too. Um, and so uh, there'll be a little bit of give and take. But but obviously, we got to do a we got to do a better job overall as a team in that area turnover takeaway margin.
1: And yeah, I mean, that's very true. I also think that, you know, it's the first kind of statement. Like, I've talked a lot about this. Someone's got to step up at linebacker. Someone's got to put themselves in position to be that depth linebacker. And why not Andrew Dowell, right? Like, I don't think he is at the top of the mind of a lot of people when it comes to that depth linebacker spot. But he's a guy who has consistently flashed throughout camp in Every year he's been on the Saints roster, he comes to play. He's always playing hard. You might not have the physical traits that you look for, you know, stereotypically, but I think that you know he's a guy who shouldn't be ignored in that in that battle.
2: Yeah, just really excited to see more from Andrew Dow just because he's excelled on special teams for this Saints team, and it'd be nice to see if he can get into that linebacker rotation flow. Uh, we we know we've talked out about it about it uh, you know a ton with after DeMario Davis, after Pete Werner, then what? Uh, DeMarco Jackson, we've talked and hyped up a lot. Hopefully we, we get to see something from him this season. Obviously, last year was a wash for him. But, you know, looking at the linebacker spot, for me too, Dowell, someone I'm hopeful for because, like I said, special teams have, have always been a strong point for him so far. Let's see if he can contribute more to this, you know, the defensive unit flow and get himself involved.
1: Yeah, and if and if Peyton, uh, Peyton Turner, if Andrew Dowell can be that guy, then it, you know, he's going to make the roster either way. That's the thing with Andrew Dowell. Kind of like Dwayne Washington, you looked at a guy who's not on the roster anymore. It's like he's going to make the roster. Could he possibly just contribute at running back to help you save a roster spot and maybe keep someone somewhere else? I don't know. Maybe maybe that's something you can do. Um, but either way, I think that's going to be an interesting numbers game. We're going to have a lot of time to really go through a lot of this. One funny thing that happened today was Da. Got challenged by Marshawn Lattimore to 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 run gassers with him, and he kind of joked that he uh, like he, he was asked whether he beat Marshawn. He said no, and well, because that would be a problem if <laughs> he outran Marshawn at this point. But he it did, did s- beat some of the linemen, uh, and it so, did seem so, like he
2: was talking a lot of trash to Marshawn while he was running.
1: Well, I'm sure because I don't think Marshawn expected him to do it. <laughs> and so he's like okay bet um, but a lot of the coaches did I think and, and I was just on a podcast I was on a Pick 6 podcast with uh, Ryan Wilson of CBS Sports and we were talking about just basically like because he brought that up and I do think it's just an indicator of like I think this team is very loose right now I think they're a lot more comfortable this time this year than they were last year because there was a lot of questions last year how is Jameis going to come back is this really Dennis Allen's team? What does the Pete Carmichael offense look like? Is it just a placeholder? And like, what is this this year? The staff is a lot more formed in Da's image. You have a quarterback that Da is a lot more comfortable with. It feels like a team that is built to win with the team that is here, not the coach that is doing whatever the hell he wants, right? And I, I just, I you you look at it and you just see a lot more confidence out of the plays on the field. You feel a lot more comfortable with everything. Derek Carr just has a presence about him that you appreciate. There was one oh, moment today that they were going through drills, and Rashid he ran a route. Derek Carr didn't like how he ran it, so he just called him over. He said, no, run it this way, went back to the line, ran it, and threw it again. It's just like that's the type of stuff that you like to see. You want to see this team coming together and being cohesive. And I think it just, it just seems that way. I don't know. Maybe Maybe I'm imagining it, but it's hard not to look at this team and feel like they're moving in the right direction.
2: Yeah, to me, the whole, you know, seeing Dennis Allen and coaches taking part in running sprints with players can only be great for team building. And, you know, you you said something, you know, is this, you know, is this Dennis Allen's team? Does is that question still need to be answered? And for me, last season, I thought that game in Cleveland where they could have totally just quit on the season, not even showed up to play that game in the freezing below zero temperature weathers, uh, that that showed a lot to me that they're not just uh, showing up to games and putting on a, a C performance. These guys are going out there and giving it their all for Allen. And I, I really thought I, I felt that in that Cleveland game. And to me, just seeing that that camaraderie and that bond even more now in training camp definitely made me smile. And I think yeah, that can only that's only positive stuff for this squad.
1: Yeah, I think it's easy to overlook chemistry uh, when you're kind of looking at a team and you're looking at all the faces and the skill sets and everything. Okay, how good is the quarterback? How good are the running backs? Like Playing well together is a lot of time more important than the individual quality of the parts that you're you're looking at. And I think you're absolutely correct. That team last year could have phoned it in, much like they did in Week 18. They could have done that much (laughs) earlier in the season. Right. Like no one would have blamed them going out to Cleveland and laying an egg in the freezer bowl, and instead they won that game. No one could have blamed them for going out to Philly and losing to the eventual NFC champions. They won that game. And I've said all along, you know, you may not like Dennis Allen. I know a lot of people don't aren't huge fans of Dennis Allen, and I get it. He's kind of boring, he's robotic, whatever. The team in there cares about Dennis Allen. They like Dennis Allen. It's it stuns some people to hear this. The team plays hard for Dennis Allen. And Absolutely. last year just didn't go well. I think they were a lot closer than a lot of people would like to believe. And the way things started today, just it, you feel confident. And I, I'm not trying to just blow smoke here. We'll have plenty of time to complain and plenty of time for everything yeah. to go sideways. But today, getting into the flow of things, ramping up, as Dennis Allen likes to say, I'm excited about it. I don't know if I've been this excited about the Saints since Breeze was here.
2: That's fair. I mean, last season, there was, you know, that, that optimist, that hopeful optimism. I don't know what you want to say, you know, but I don't know if anyone really believed this, that team could be a contender, even with when it was Jameis leading the the way. And certainly when Dalton came in, I don't think anyone thought that this team was going to amount to much and they still made a push to do it. I give them that much of a credit that it was down to the wire. Yeah, they weren't able to pull it off and hopefully that toughens these guys up even for more for this season. I don't know.
1: I agree. I agree. And I'm looking forward to keep watching it. I had a lot of fun out there today. I'm going to have a lot of fun the rest of the week. I'm looking forward to seeing all the fans. On Friday, I always say, like, the practice is different when the fans are there. Like, the players clearly just get into it. And I understand why. It's it's exciting. It's They love playing in front of fans. That's why they do it. It
2: well, was good the- to hear. Uh, there was a lot of vocal coaching out there, too. I don't know. Uh, the acoustics seem to be... <laughs> extra extra good today i was hearing a lot of uh uh back and forth between coaches and players and uh just that kind of you know i don't want to say anger but that aggression uh you you need that in football and it was just really welcome no
1: doubt but all right let's wrap up that segment we're going to come back and we're going to play you a wwl exclusive interview with pete werner we were not in on this interview but bobby hebert and mike detillier were, so we're gonna throw that at you. Keep it locked on Inside Black and